Yo, 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 what's good? I am Omega, and this is Diverse Clarity. And, of course, I'm here with my homeboy, my co-host, my man, Mr. John D. How you doing, fam? Doing absolutely wonderful. For sure, for sure. Diverse Clarity, y'all. This is where we have those thought-provoking conversations about things that matter and some that don't. And we coming at you. I mean, it's the second episode, I believe, of uh, February, right? For sure. So we coming at you with... Those thought provoking conversations, exactly what we said. We we holding no punches, right? Definitely. So, um, you know, it's gonna be some things that are gonna make you think, some things that are controversial, some things that maybe a little bit lighthearted and fun, some things you're gonna laugh at. I know I laugh at myself every day. So, but how's your week been, fam? Uh, I guess I wasn't as productive as I would like, but I got some things done, but I'm excited about tonight. So that's all that matters. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is, uh, I don't know, I was, I, when we were talking about doing the show and everything, I was thinking to myself, like, all right, well, you know, we can, you know, we should go deep, you know, you know. I, but I, I don't want to, like, fall into the cliche of, oh, it's this Black History Month, even though we need more than a month. It's Black History Month, and uh, let's talk about, Harriet Tubman, let's talk about Malcolm X and, you know, and, and, and Martin Luther King. And it's like, nah, we not saying that we should not. Obviously, these are figures from, you know, from from our history that have have shaped the way that we are in the world today. But it's also important to talk about what's going on right now, For because sure. if if we don't look at ourselves and, and, and try to make ourselves better, and put ourselves in a position where we can make the best decisions for us and, and our family and those that are coming behind us the same way that these his heroic figures have done, then we're doing ourselves an injustice. If, if, I'm not, if I'm not set mentally to be able to handle things, I'm hurting myself and my family Definitely. and those that come. So I think it's important that we talk about and we understand exactly what's been happening in the world, how it's affecting us, and maybe even talk about some of the best ways to deal with it. And everything ain't got to be a, a topic that's, you know, going to make somebody cry or, or break up or run and go get married, whatever. It doesn't have to be that. But something I was going to ask you because I was watching I was watching the documentary or whatever the other day. Would you let your daughter be a stripper? So when I'm, I'm going to sit back. Go ahead. <laughs> So when we say stripper, um, you mean like take a, off her damn clothes well, for other people paying? They gonna slide stuff in the underwear. They might try to pop a bra, and then security gonna be like, "Hey, stripper." So okay, so when I I don't have you seen P Valley? I don't know if I should ask. My mama watch. <laughs> what is that? Um, oh, it's P a show. Valley? Yeah, P Valley. What is this? It's a show about strippers, but it's not a reality yeah, show. It's a it's a it's a very good show, and it gives you a a, a different perception of how it is. And you know, most of the time when people think of strippers, they think of popping bottles and a bunch of money. But it just shows the hard, the the more difficult aspect of it, and the type of self esteem that one has to have to take off their clothes in front of people. And the idea for my daughter to take her clothes off in that setting. So when you said right. stripper, I wanted to know if like exotic dancing or some type of art form. I'm not talking about like burlesque. I got you. Yeah. So yes. um, I don't think my daughter would do anything like that. So it's not about me letting her. I don't think that she would be put in a position that she feels that she needs to do it. I don't like how you made this question easy for yourself. Well, no. let me rephrase <laughs> my question. If your daughter came to you. And said, Father, I think I would like to. We would have to have an in-depth conversation on why. 
Like, um, okay. I would like to believe that my daughter would have a, a nice amount of self-esteem at that point if she decided to do that. Okay. And I would think it would just be some type of experience, but I would support my daughter in anything she would do. Um, I'm not going to say it will be an easy decision, but my daughter's my daughter. Right. And my job is to protect her. And if she's going to do it, I can't say you can't do it. And then I'm not going to protect her. So I right. would say I wouldn't, I don't, I, w- I don't highly recommend anything like that, but if my daughter wants to do it, you know, I, I got to consider it. Okay. Well, let me ask, you said that you would sit her down and you would have a conversation. Easy. Right? You want to understand. We'll have a what- conversation before she even remotely close to think that she can do it. <laughs> okay. But wait, hold on. So fairness, right? So, and, and, and I commend that, right? You're going to sit down, you have a conversation with yeah. her. It, it may be a legitimate reason, or I'm sure it is, if it's your daughter, a legitimate reason why she wants to do such a thing, mm-hmm. right? But when you have that conversation, is there a list in your mind or things that you think that you would hear where you would be like, oh, absolutely not. This is not what you're about to do. Or is there a list where you would accept it? Okay, if it's for reason X, Y, and Z, this is this is fine with me. Honestly, then. there is nothing that she can say that I wouldn't accept it because she's going to do it anyway. She's just looking for my blessing. Mm. And I just feel like when when young adults at that time, they're just still trying to figure it out. And if she don't have the support of the home team, it's going to be that much more difficult. And then she's going to be looking for some guidance from somebody who's not in the best interest of her. I love my daughter. So if she ever gets that opportunity to make that decision, like I said, it's going to be difficult, but it needs to make sense for her, not for me. What about your son? Be a stripper? Yeah. Same thing for him. Like, I just don't feel like I've provided my kids with opportunities for them to venture that way. Mm. And um, so. Again, you're getting out of it kind of easily. You well, know what I'm I mean, I'm saying we putting yourself in a situation of having to answer the question. I mean, because I think, I think almost any parent would probably look at that and say the same thing that you're saying. Well, yeah, okay, how, about, how, about, how about this? How about I this? I doubt he would. Like, any if, parent is going to say that. If, like, if I was. Um, hung low and I was muscular I would have done it because in my mind I was I was compromised because I was searching for the dollar the bag okay I would have done that but of course you know I'm Korean right and I'm not muscular so I had to do other things to ensure my kids would not have to go that route. Well, I don't know, man. We had a conversation here. <laughs> from what we were told in that conversation, it doesn't matter where you're from or your body structure. You can do anything you want to do with yeah, the proper training. With, I, <laughs> you stupid. You stupid. You can do anything you want to do. You can, but I was like, it's a certain level of success you want. Right. And um, I would have done that if I was equipped to do it. But in my head, I was distracted by money. I don't think my kids are distracted by money. Do you think that? Do you think that the 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 stigma around strippers and and the reputation or or the thought that they have or what we see in movies is is something that is going to set the the thought process when For it comes sure, to yes, that? Yes. Because I, I you know I'm thinking about it and hearing you say that you would have done it right. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, well. If if John is thinking this way, then maybe he how he grew up and the people he was around, it was normalized. It well, wasn't I mean, I'm just saying maybe, maybe, right? Like well, I, I wouldn't why say somebody was. but I'm saying why somebody would think that way. You would think that they've been in a situation where like for example, drug dealers, mm-hmm. right? 
It's like, well, this is what we know. My uncle did it. My, you know, my cousin did it. My older brother did it. I'm, I'm slanging dope. Like, it's what we do. It's normalized. Whereas somebody else from another part of the neighborhood or another state, another country might be like, nah, man, that's. I don't know normalized. I would say that everybody who ventures in that, that arena of life, they're trying to find a better life so they don't have to do it. I don't know anybody. I've never met anybody. Mm. Uh, that's had the freedom to say, you know what? When I grow up, I'm gonna be a stripper. <laughs> like they, they, they're a stripper because their options have run out. As far well, as, like, like, look, check this out. Okay, the the show I'm talking about, I love the show. Where is it? What, what country is it based in? In the states. It's in New Orleans. It's, a, or it's, it's in a, Louisiana. It's okay. okay, it's in Louisiana, and um, it's really good. I'm gonna tell my tell my assistant to. Knock that, knock that down. All I right, can almost gonna, guarantee she will enjoy write it. Write that down. Like, uh, it is so dope. And But the thing is, they show the hard reality of strippers. Like, they don't come from the best backgrounds. You know what I'm saying? It's like a level, it's, it's, a, it's a survival method. I, I mean, I think that's probably the vast majority. But I, I would have to disagree with you on the whole not being normalized thing. Because that... It is. Things like that are normalized. It's where normalized, they, but I don't think that people still want to grow up to be it. But this is the other thing I was going to say. I've come into artists. In fact, I met one in Dubai. They reached out to me, uh, a DJ that they knew, knew of me, and they wanted to do some work together. But then when I talked to the person, um, she says, well, I, she says, I'm, I'm, I want to do some some songs with you, but I'm also looking for somebody to kind of like guide me, help me get my music out, help me with my social media, this kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, that's right up the alley of me on Core Productions. You for know sure. what I'm saying? And uh, but then when she went further into it, she was saying, well, I want to be like um, I want to be like a, a Cardi B. It wasn't Cardi, Cardi B. B. No, it was it, it, She mentioned Cardi B, but it wasn't Cardi B that she said at first. Who was the man? I ain't into the the, the newer. Oh, uh, the, one, the, the one who got Meg shot, Stallion? Meg the Stallion. Thank you. So she says, I want to do like like Meg the Stallion, but I want to have like this flavor like Cardi B. And if I wasn't in this country, and she is of this country, like she is a local that is a uh, rapper, yeah. And she was like, and if I wasn't here, then if I was in the state, I'm, and I want to spend about two hundred fifty, you know, to four hundred thousand on my body because that's what sells. So I'm not saying that you're wrong, but you might be. Because this woman, this young girl, I think she was about 24, right? She saw the Cardi B. She saw the Meg Thee Stallion. She saw the image that was portrayed in the music videos and what they see on social media and all the other women. And I'm not, I mean, we know Cardi B was a stripper. I'm not really sure of Meg Thee Stallion's history or whatnot. Yeah, I don't know. But, but we know that Cardi B was a stripper. So what I'm saying is they're seeing the women that are coming from that life or reflecting that life in what they do, and she's standing back saying, "I want to spend two hundred and fifty thousand on she, my body." She's different. Now she's not okay. When I say she's different, it's a different level of freedom she has. Because in America, most mm-hmm. strippers, it's a level of survival, and then they get good at it and they make some money. Right. With her saying she want to spend this much money, right. she's already got it. Like, well, I wasn't saying that she want to be a stripper. I'm talking about the influence of the women. You see what I'm saying? And then the influence is like, that's where Cardi B came from. And so if if she's looking at Cardi B in totality, right, mm-hmm. and saying this is what she's doing right now, 
right? And this is where she came from. And she's like, this is what I want to be like. She might be looking at that whole that whole path saying, you know what? Stripping ain't that bad. Look what Cardi B did with it. You get what I'm saying? So it's 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 this and and I don't think that that now it's a difference in having the money to do this versus just seeing it and having aspirations to do it, but not the means. And she didn't even have the means. She oh, was she saying didn't. she no 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 no. She was saying this is what I want to do. And I was like, I'm probably not the person that you want to work with. You you would and we not did, have, and we discontinued. Alhamdulillah. It was immediately. You were about I was to like, end your career. Plus here. Plus exactly. <laughs> why am I trying to help? A young Emirati girl turn into the next Cardi B. Like You know who uh Mia what, what does that look like? You know who Mia Khalifa is? I don't know. Do you do like Mia Khalifa is a famous um actress that participates in uh adult, adult. activities. <laughs> Yeah, but she's, Yo, why you got? <laughs> we're all above age over here. You you were like trying to figure the way to say it. I like, was. well, you know, you I know, don't want to offend anyone. Offend who? If they tuned in to here, you were easily offended. Tune out. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's not. It's not for. It's not for that. Like, I yeah. So, nah. I nah, I'm just saying, stay. Don't don't go nowhere. <laughs> don't go nowhere. I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I mean, like, like that life. Like, so. I, I can say as a man who's frequented frequented uh, so many um, adult clubs mm. for gentlemen. Um, <laughs> I like how you that you threw that in. It's 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 um it's it was fun, but after watching that show, I was referring to it gives you a different perception of like golly, like it's got to be tough because everybody don't get money, mm. and the idea is that everybody's getting money. Mm. And it's not the case. Like it's almost like looking at the NBA and thinking everybody's LeBron James and stripping. Nah, man, you got some people that's in the G League and 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 it's called the B, <laughs> the B some, team. You got some walk-ons. No lie. <laughs> and you, but I will say this: <laughs> you got some walk-ons. I know this is this is gonna sidebar, but they okay. have the best food there. Well, what's his name? Lou Williams could attest to that, right? He that was it. Lemon pepper <laughs> during, during COVID. Yeah. During COVID, look, he's they, like, I don't, I don't away. look. Check this out. When yeah. I used to eat beef, they had the best steaks. I have not ever had a better steak. And you know what's so crazy? The steak was so good. I got another steak. Listen, okay, okay. So the strip clubs, right? Mm-hmm. So you frequent? You frequent I, I the strip club when, when I was younger. Now it's more if somebody comes, like when I lived in the States, I lived in a city that was famous for it. So when people came in town, you had to go there because it's like one of the uh, go-tos when you come in town. Like we got to hit up one of them. Right, right. So yeah, I did go fairly often. Do you know, I mean, technically in my life, I've been to a strip club twice. <laughs> I gotta look at me. <laughs> I don't know. Your life seems boring. <laughs> it's so limited. Like honestly, why? like why only why? twice though? Why, yo? And I'm gonna tell you. And you so, probably didn't go to anything that you should have went to. Right. Listen. Let me. T- I would say. I would say the story. Right. So we got time for a story. We got time Let's for do story. It. We got time. Okay. So the second time that I went, it was nothing. Right. It wasn't even going to the strip club. We we were in South Carolina. Oh, mind, stop. Mind you. Hold up. <laughs> they have their, this legal there? Mind you. Yeah. No, I'm saying yeah. like, really? Yeah. So listen, we're in South Carolina. I was processing 
for 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 a job or whatever. And me and another me and another guy, we went to go get something to eat, and we had big bills, and the taxi couldn't uh, couldn't you know whatever give us change for sure. And so he's like, all right, so we driving down the road, and he was like, well, yeah, we was like, we'll just stop at an ATM. It's not a big deal. We'll take out a twenty, and boom, we got you, no problem, right? And he was like, yeah, well, there's no ATM. He's like, oh no, wait, there's an ATM in there, strip club. I don't remember the name. Right? Strip club. Nobody does. I think it was in an area called... Gr- it was Stop it. Like, nobody remember. You said South okay. Carolina. Okay. Well, do you know they still got $2 bills? Where? That, that, in South Carolina? Yeah. In the, in the strip club? Like, that's how you... If you have a $2 bill, I learned people look at you funny in South Carolina if you got a $2 bill because that's where you get the $2 bills oh, from. Real? The strip club. So, if you walk into Walmart... They know you can't And you buy there. two bags of chips and it costs you $8 and some change and you pull out two... Four, six, eight. They looking at you like, where'd you get this? You know what I'm saying? They don't even want to touch it. They like sliding it across the counter, trying to, you know what I'm saying, to put it in the register. Nobody want to mess with it. So we didn't even enter the strip club. We went into Tuesdays. Well, we went into the main, the the front area, and the ATM was there. We got the money or whatever. How much was that tax on withdrawing money? Like when I go, when I used to go, it was just be ten dollars. Well, the bank that I have um, is it. It's an international and it's a lot of ex-military or whatever they have it. Um, it we get the fees back. Oh, that's so dope. so like yeah, you pay it, but then at the end you'll you'll get it back or right? like the end of the month or something wow. like that, right? So so it's not it's not a big deal. But all right, so the point. So we go in, we're in the main area, right? And the ATM is there, so it's done. We we in, we out. That's my second time, and I wasn't even in the strip club. So I'm just being honest about like the entry of. Oh, right. We weren't even in. It was just we walked into the little lobby you area. You just went to get. Just that went don't to count. Get exactly. All right, but I'm just saying I'm being honest. Don't be making sour faces at me. Put your mic back. <laughs> Put your mic back. What? So you counted second, that? Well, the first time I'm probably gonna make up for it. Right? You probably won't. <laughs> You've only gone once. <laughs> Oh my gosh! You counted that? <laughs> I didn't count. I, I entered the strip club, right? Yo, don't judge me. I'm too late. Don't judge me. Oh my god! You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. All right. So this the first time I was in Japan. I had just gotten there, and the guys they came they came to the dorm room and they said uh, they said hey we're gonna we're gonna take you out so put on some shoes let's go immediate right and it's like the new guy type of thing and I'm 19 years old fresh. Brand new, first time in another country, whatever. So we get in the car, we're going. I was in, I was on the island of Okinawa, and we were in, you know, down by Kadena Air Base or whatever. That's in the middle, Chibana. That's the area like the whole Karate Kid was filmed, right? There's a there's a park out there, a uh, beach out there. Sorry. And so we drive 45 minutes towards the airport, Naha. When we get there, we we get to we get to this place. We're walking on the street, and there's a place called Naha Music. Naha's the city, right? It's mm. called Naha Music. And we're looking at it. I'm like, okay, so it's like a little bar. I'm thinking nothing of it, right? Mind you, I'm 19 years old, okay? This is December 1997. I walk inside, and when I walk inside, it's, it's dark, right? I walk inside, and as soon as I walk in, there's a window on the right side, right? That's mm-hmm. like where you pay and you do whatever. But as you walk in, there's a wall right in front of you. And on the wall, there's a bunch of pol- Polaroid pictures, all right? Polaroid pictures, and each one of them had a number up underneath it. The, the pictures was pictures of women that worked at this place. Mm-hmm. So what they want you to do is, if that's what you want, you walk in, right? You point to number 17 or 23 or whatever, and you tell them, they tell you how much it is to be with that woman, right? Uh-huh. You pay your ticket to get in, and they give you a little ticket, and you go and sit down. 
There's two options. That woman will come out and it's, it's a stage in the middle of the place. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, a half circle. So everybody's half circle around it. It's a stage in the middle of the place. The stage can move. It'll oh, spin. So you got two options. You can have sex with the number that you pull right there on the stage in front of everybody. Or you go in the back and do it when your number is called. Oh, you had two options? No, I number. didn't have two nothing. I ain't have two nothing. Don't you eye me. I my ass. I ain't have to. I'm telling you the damn story of what I saw. Okay. I was I was a so victim. You, did, did people ah, really shit. What? Did, did people <laughs> did people really perform in front of you? Yeah, they did it. Oh, and that's it, exciting. And this is the thing. Now, the funny part, the funny part was like they had stuff like, and anybody that's listening that has ever been to like an Asian country has probably heard of some of these things. They had one woman who would get up there. And she got, she put golf balls. Oh, it's like the ping pong show and in Thailand. Pop, the, pop, the, pop, the, pop, pop yeah. them out. You had another one. They doing fancy stuff. She put a US dollar up there and then squirt out quarters to give you change. Oh, she's dope. I was like, this is ridiculous. She, she was underpaid. <laughs> she deserves Bruh. a better job so, because she's talented. That was my first. But I don't go to strip clubs, man. man. I don't, I don't. I've been don't um, to several. And I'll say this. Um, the problem in the US when you go to a really good one, right? Oh, they hustlers. Like they will come see you like every two or three. Want to dance? Want to dance? And the mo the the best strip club I went to with courtesy and customer service was the DR with courtesy and customer service. What yeah, because mean? everybody's hustling in the states. So you seeing women? Oh, you mean they were providing courtesy and customer service? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, what? So in in the DR, it was it was the best experience ever. Like so. We came in, they treated us like we were like famous. Right. And it was like, come, come. We go in and we sit down and we see a long line of women just come out. And we're looking like, because normally when you see women, they come down, want to dance, want to dance. They did not harass us. They stayed in a line. And if we wanted them to come dance with us, Mm -hmm. we would pick them and then they would come. It was the best. It was like, you mean I don't have to keep telling no somebody no thank you? No thank you. No thank you. No. It was like you got what you wanted. You know what they call them in, in Japan? What's that? The the no thank you where you gotta say no thank because they come and they sit, right? Mm-hmm. Wherever you go, they come and they sit with they call them the buy me drinky girls. Buy me drink. <laughs> buy me drink, buy me drink, buy me drink. <laughs> like this. So that's yeah. what they that's what they call. But the DR is something different though, man. Like the DR is the DR is where like some dangerous stuff go down too. Like that's a we were in a safe place. Like we weren't too far no, from a resort. No, no, no. I mean, and I, this is something I want to. I do want to talk about on you know in the future. But uh, this is something related to like human trafficking. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, like it's it's dangerous, there. and they've got like these resorts that are. I you know what I I definitely know somebody that was going when it was really big. People mm-hmm. were coming up missing, and oh, it's still big. Yeah. Well, it's I'm still, saying yeah, I just remember still, it was yeah. like yeah, yeah. It's it's heavy over there, man. So. That's it. So with all this, you know, the, your, your, your strip, your strip club, you probably got like, you, you got a list, like, you know, like the ones that go to you. Oh, I definitely recommendations do. Yeah. And, like, but they, they gonna have to like hit me up on the side to be talking it up on this platform. No, nah, we ain't, nah, we ain't trying to advertise. Well, that's but, what I'm saying. I nah, don't know no names. But what I was, gonna, <laughs> what I was going to say is, all right, so if you, if you, if you like that with the strip clubs, which is fine, there's no judgment just cause oh. I ain't been don't mean I'm judging people that I have. So it's whatever. But are you are you the same way when it comes to the porn? Because you mentioned the the, the mm. Khalifa, the Mia Khalifa. Khalifa. Mia okay, Khalifa. so you the same way? Are you are you pro porn or anti porn? I'm definitely pro, and um, 
I mean, I'll tell you is this. Is that a mic drop? Is that we just no. turn it off? <laughs> like like you, well, I'll say I've, I've slowed down dramatically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used to, I used to know everybody's name. Damn. And, uh, you know, how about this? I went to no, a club. No, no. <laughs> I, are you familiar with, uh, uh, I don't know if I should say her I'm, name. But uh, um, well, you, can, you can say the name and then we can bleep it out. I can, I can bleep it out. Cherokee? Cherokee. Oh, Backyard Boogie. Oh, backyard. Look, check this out. I saw her. Look, I went 25. to I went to a strip club and she was there. And how about this? I went up. I had $100 all in ones. And I put it on the stage and she didn't even see me. I was so hurt. And so I went back to the table, right? And I was like, yeah. she didn't even see me put this $100 out. So my friend was like, man, here this 20. So I go get the 20 and she comes and sits on the stage and I walk up and she wraps her legs around me and she said, I'm giving lap dances in the back. I said, I got to go home to my wife. She was like, you better come get this lap dance. And I was like, as much as I want to, I really got to go home. Wait, wait, but I love you, her. You said with the, the professional voice, you know, I would really love to have you spread yourself on my lap. Listen, I would. I would. You ask no, anybody. So, so I would. Maybe, <laughs> may, well, lap, dance, like, lap dances are real. If you wear jogging pants. Lap dances are wonderful. I'm not allowed to wear a jacket. <laughs> you stupid. This guy. <laughs> but if you go to a strip club, you want to wear oh, jogging pants. Man. It's fun. Yeah. Are yeah. they allowed in a strip club? Isn't there like a dress code? Like oh, nothing, got, that, nothing just, that resembles a rapper? Isn't that, isn't that the no Timberlands? You, no. Oh, well, you know, if you go in the daytime, you get the B squad. And B- you know what? You know what? The B, B team... What's so crazy is the B team are the friendliest women in like I think they're more st- students. They went okay. to like co- they're in the college right. because they they're really nice. Like the ones at night, mm. they getting money. They like they trying to make it happen. The ones in the daytime, they was like, I'm just getting this money to pay for these books. But they're really nice. They're wonderful to converse with. So the B team is this like <laughs> is this like the strippers that they used to be fly back in the eighties? Oh no! And like now they're just like y'all been doing it for so long. And no man, I think uh, the, to be honest, the B team is they can't go all the way up the pole. I'm no, no, they're skilled also. <laughs> it's just that it's a different type of mentality you have to have at nighttime. Uh, like I'm for good. real, I'm good, man. Yeah, they they were good too. I just I just. Have you have out you, of context? Have you seen <laughs> have you seen the skill set though? Like they be riding bicycles on the poles. Like they'll be That's like, like Barnum and Bailey, right? But look, I'm telling you, they'd be on the pole and it'll be somebody there to pedals and the girl will be riding bikes. Oh, they are skilled. You went to the circus. That wasn't the strip club, fam. That they deserve, was not the strip club. They deserve a lot. They they deserve their phone bill to be paid. Okay, now I'm intrigued. <laughs> What's the craziest thing you done seen? And because I'm I'm like, what the Craziest thing. Yeah. In the strip club. Oh. I ain't, you talking about somebody riding a bike, that makes me think about like an elephant in the circus and a monkey's on his back. Or, so so I'm not going to say the name of this strip club. Yeah, please and, don't. And I'm not going <laughs> to say the person that we saw, but there was a professional football player that beat up a police officer. What state was this? You can give us this much. I can't. I was in Atlanta. <laughs> oh, the, All every, the football players go to Atlanta. I know, but yes, this yes. story was real. Look, yeah. we was out there. Me and my friends was out there. And did, you see wait, him. Did he play for Atlanta? No, he didn't. But listen, okay, I mean, okay. he's never mind. Listen, <laughs> so check it out, check it out. So he comes out and he 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 got the new, it was the uh it was a BMW, you know, like the uh 
it was a BMW truck van. I can't think what it's called, but it was when it first came out. It was hot. And he got in. I was like, look at this dude. And he's he's heated. And right. then you see a police officer like, y'all mother, y'all gonna let him hit me and run because he played football? He was hot. Like the police officer was like, y'all let him hit me. Man, I was talking about the strippers. Well, nah, man. Like, what's the craziest thing you just seen? They ain't talking about an old episode of Cops where they... Things went wrong. A, a, a <laughs> professional football player really hit a police officer and got away with it. Yeah, and? That ain't crazy. No. It's Atlanta. Uh, I Bruh. ain't never seen that before. Bruh. As far as. Atlanta? Oh, the the, the, the craziest thing. Atlanta. Hold up. Atlanta is the place where a woman can have a baby on the table at TGI Fridays. And when she's done, they just come and wipe it off and see you the next couple. Man, you tripping. I ain't never seen that. I love it. You know what? TGI Fridays is pretty have good. Have you Atlanta. ever been to a Waffle House in Atlanta? I have. I don't eat there anymore, though. Yeah. But I, yeah, so, of course. Right. So that's, Atlanta is where a lot of crazy stuff happened, fam. Easy. So back to the strip club. I, so the, <laughs> the, the, I, I, I can't say no, crazy. I, but for real, though, the bike thing was like kind of like. The craziest on, thing that I've it. seen then, it wasn't in Atlanta. It was another strip club in Miami. Maybe North Miami. But it's it's, uh, it's 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 well known. But I remember uh, their ceilings are really high where we were, and I saw a woman crawl to the top. I mean, well, climb to the top, and she free fall, and like maybe three feet before the ground, she caught it, and then fell in the splits. I was like, like the idea that <laughs> she felt like when I say she dropped. It was like she was she was flying in the air, falling, and she stopped like three feet and fell on the. I was like, she really believed in her strength. But when I say the the the, the, the wow. ceiling is got to be 25, 30 feet in the air. It, it's not a regular place. It was like a warehouse kind of. But the ceilings were so high, man. The women are very creative in making this dollar. Goodness gracious! Skill set is real. Okay, all right. <laughs> you you really haven't seen women perform like this, Bruh, I've I'm telling you, they have you, contests, I've... like professional contests. If you look up stripping, like I don't know, strip dancing, like they have real contests. Man, them women are dope and strong. Like the things that they, man, I, they be like, oh, they cold. I I love it. Wow, you know okay. I you know look, um, I I literally just when I go I just. I I support because you that's a, a specific skill set that deserves to be tipped. I mean, I get it. I just I, it's just not been it's just not been on my list of like this is what I want to do. Was not been. A oh no, this is for other of, people. Like no, no, I go no, no, with no. other yeah, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just but I never I've never done that either. Though. Like that's that's something where I've never really like bought into. Like for example, like a lot of people, especially here, for example, right? Because you know I don't I don't even. I perform, but I don't really mess with. The, I don't mess with the clubs. Like I go and I perform. I'm not. I'm an entertainer. I'm not a patron. I you feel you. me? Uh-huh. So like, but people here will say things like, "Yeah, I don't like the clubs either," and it's like, "Oh, okay, yeah." But I just go when my friends, you know, when they when they have something like a birthday party or something like that, which is fine. I'm not judging you either way, right? But then it, it's like you a grown, you a whole ass adult admitting the peer pressure because then they're saying, "Well, you know, that's where they all go. Like, where else am I going to go? That's where all my friends go." Like, where? This is what we're doing? Like, if you really don't want to go, don't let that be your reason. Well, don't don't do some indirect peer pressure and be like, I well, I go because that's where all my friends go. And- I, don't, I don't know if it's necessary peer pressure, but I'll tell you this. 
Just because you don't want to go don't mean you don't want to be with your friends, though. Right. See, I guess I had a different breed of friends because like I the way that it was with us is like, for example, when I was living in Hawaii, if it was somebody's say it's your birthday, right? Which happy belated birthday on there, yo, February 2nd, y'all, 2-2-21. All day. You know what I'm saying? And it was on a Tuesday. For sure. Yeah. Too too much. Too much me. All day. (laughs) Y'all make sure y'all follow him at too much W-O me. W-O much me. Y'all better follow me. Come for on. Sure, make me famous sure. out here. Like Omega. Whoa. Whoa. Right, I'm trying to be that famous. Whoa. Inshallah. Wow. This brother. What was I saying, man? I never. <laughs> oh, the peer pressure and going to clubs okay. that you lived in Hawaii. Right. So for me, when I was in Hawaii, right? Like if it says your birthday, mm-hmm. right? Everybody that's in the group. It's like, all right, we're going out to celebrate John's birthday. But they know that everybody in the group ain't on the same level. Some people got kids. Some people is married. Some people single with kids. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Some people just don't go to the club. So what they do, they usually will schedule something where it's like, we're going to do a two-part whatever. Like, all right, everybody, we're going to meet at 7 o'clock over here for dinner. Gotcha. We're going to do the dinner. We're going to have the cake. We're going to, you know, toast up to, to John's birthday because he's four <clears throat> years old, Right. And then, and then, <laughs> and then, you know what I'm saying? And then when we done, we all going to meet up at such and such and we're going to go out and dance and have some drinks or whatever and party until you tired and don't want to whatever. But they're doing it for both sides. Like that was the kind of friends, right? That I was, that I was around. So for me, mm-hmm. again, like, I guess maybe I'm normalizing the way the friends should be in, in that regard, because when I come to a place like here and people are like, What's wrong? Why don't you go to the club? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Did something happen? Like, is it, you know, like, is it traumatic or whatever? It's like the way that the question come across and I, I just it, don't get it. It has a lot to do with who you are and they just expect, because when you see people in the entertainment business, you feel like they're always around other people and... But here's the difference, fam. I'm sorry, but here, here's the difference. We talking about people that may not even know, Right. The role that I oh that you, I, it's the, because you black, you know black people be going to clubs. Well, this is this is <laughs> this is what this is what we get into the stereotypes or whatever. Like that's and that that's a problem. But what I was gonna say is like the where I was working at before, right? Mm-hmm. When I was when I was up in Dubai, um, nobody there knew that I did music. The way that they found out, I was there for three years. I was an operations manager, right? The way they found out that I did music, I went to Uganda. On on a mini little tour, right? And shout out to Uganda and everybody out there. Um, I love you and I appreciate you. But two of my songs was in Uganda's top ten on the number one uh, radio station. That's dope. UBC Congratulations. Thank you. The anthem and turbulence. And they contacted me, invited me out. You know, whatever. I was there for two and a half weeks. I was doing TV. I was doing radio. Um, I was supposed to do motivational speaking at the university, but the time I went, it was in the summer. Fast forward, right? You know how like Facebook is and, you know, how they, you know, if you're friends with someone or someone is near you or whatever, you might get pop ups and this and that. And I wasn't running any ads, but my one of one of my well, my assistant in the office, she was over there with uh, the finance guy. And I saw them giggling at their desk. I'm like, what the hell? What's going on? Yo, what's up over there? What are y'all doing? Hey, we got work to do. Hey, you're like, oh, it's like nothing, sir. I'm like, nah, something's up. So I walk over. What's going on? And the guy was like, sir, this guy on the Facebook looks like you. And it was a, <laughs> it was a promo video, right? And they're like, no, nah, 
just saying it. They knew it was me. And they're like, why you didn't tell us? We would come. We would support you. If you're performing, we want to follow you. What's your social media? So my point is, I don't even talk about, really, I don't really talk. I keep two separate lives. No doubt. That's you know good. That's dope. Two separate lives. So like a lot of people just know me as Naeem. They don't know me as Omega and vice versa. And when one finds out the other, they're like, what? For real? You? Let me hear something. Give me a link. So it is what it is. But you were talking about the stereotypes though, right? Yeah. So like when it comes to that, like Black History Month, and we we, you know, we thinking about things that affect us as a people. But when we talk about stereotypes, like what's like one of the ones that pop off uh, uh you know from jump when you think about how people view black people? Uh that we're violent, we're aggressive, we're loud. Damn. Um, you know, we're always chasing money and we will live and die for the chain. So hold on. So when you talk about violent, right? Like why, why do you think that people look at us as a violent? Because of the narration of on the news, how they depict us. It's Mm -hmm. more so a setup for them to be scared of us. And I think that in a lot of areas or neighborhoods they could be a little unsafe due to just poor any poor community is going to be unsafe and i feel like when they put it on the news that's everything they they just group all black people mm. that live like in that neighborhood or that environment but you think you think any poor community is is is, is unsafe i think unsafe? i would like to believe that majority of poor communities Mm-hmm. can be unsafe due to um, just lack of resources. I mean, right. when I say poor, I'm talking about those who can't afford electricity, right, water, right. you know, food. You. So if you right. can't do that, how do you survive? And it comes with doing whatever you got to do to survive. Right. So and so with that in the community. So like what I don't what I don't like is one of the stereotypes is that they assume that Black people from such communities, from said communities, are are drug dealers, or or we're lazy, and like just, always on uh, you know on, on welfare. So I look, look check live, this out. living that off is, of the. Go ahead, oh, speak, on it. speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it. Look. So this is what I I did research on this recently. Like majority of poor people are white. Yep. <laughs> like. You 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 make it seem like it's us that's lazy, but I think overall the assessment of poor people is going off the stereotype of white people. They're lazy and they automatically assumed us because I'll tell you this. I've been poor. I've been to poor communities and they are far from lazy. They are trying to get it and to get out. But if you can come up with this narration that black people are poor and lazy and they don't want to do this and that. It's because they're looking at the overall assessment of the poor community in the United States. And like I said, majority of them are white. Mm. How about this? I had a conversation with my wife recently about how they had to come up with this uh, assumption that poor people act like this. And they just put it on black people. Like majority of the people on welfare are white. Right. And if you look at white poor community, poor white communities like trailer parks. Mm. They don't really look to get out. They're content, content living in the trailer park. Right. So you don't see like, okay, I'm going to get out the trailer park. They do that for generations. 
Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? No, so you're right. they don't have the need. Like we 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 don't want to be in the hood. You know what I'm saying? We mm. want to get out to create opportunities to not live like that anymore. Right. But when you mm. got people writing what it looks like, they're only describing them, but they put it on us. I mean, I I I think I think it's one of those things where I mean, like you said about the narrative, right? And I think it's 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 a part of actually it's a part of the systemic racism. Easy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a it's a way where they draw imaginary lines between the people, right? And it's very easy to draw a line between the classes, right? It's very easy to draw a line between the colors of the people, right? Um, for example, like when we talk about say South Africa, right? Um, and I recently learned that Brazil is is very much the same way as South Africa, where there's the the colorism, right? So it's not just oh you're black, it's you're this color black and you're this color black. What do you mean? What's this color black? Okay, so for example, right, like when you look at like say South Africa, right? When you look at the South African community, um, you could have someone who it's just the different shades of black. It's colorism. Right, it's the different shades of black, right? Mm-hmm. You, you get what I'm saying, and like that, and that's what so I mean. How, uh, but that's what they mean by this color black. So, like so what is like this color you? Black? You would be probably in the category, maybe even myself. I'm fairly light, but you would be in the category of like Trevor Noah. If somebody were to see you, I'm darker than you. What are you talking about? What's that? I'm darker than you. You was in the sun, you was in the sun today, man. Stop. You was in the sun today. I'm Wesley Snipes. That's your socks. We need to his palm. I'm Wesley Snipes' palm. <laughs> but you know, but you know what I mean. So like the the I I mean I don't know all the details, but I do know people there. But it's 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 colorism. It is the different shades of the black people that have been segregated. So it's the way when you look at it, it's like we're not as a, as the white people speaking. Those that are trying to run the society. We're not just going to make black people or try to make them feel inferior to us. No, we're going to make them fight amongst themselves. Right. So we're because there's power in numbers and we have the numbers. You see what I'm saying? Like people forget like the numbers that we are across this globe. And soon we're just going to have it all. It's it's just what it is. It's coming. It's the inevitable. But but people people forget, you know, such things. So what they say is like, you know what? We can't win if they come together. So we got to make them fight amongst themselves. And then whatever comes out of that, that's what we're going to have to deal with. Right. But let them let them go out there. Let's set them up. It's a crab in the barrel type mentality, Mm -hmm. you know, and pit them against themselves. So and this is what they've done with the colorism there. So this is what what it was. And this is what still has followed after apartheid. I didn't know that. Yeah, brother. So it's it is it is what it is. And like I said, I, I I'm learning. I'm learning more. And I recently learned, like I said, Brazil is the same way. And it's just it's crazy, bro. Like I've and it's it's one of those things where us as Americans. Right. We look at all these different things. We look at the stereotypes and, and we look at the way that we've been treated or the things that, you know, we've been you know presented with as far as like society and how they deal with us and how they don't deal with us and how you could be outcasted or how you 
the again with the stereotypes on the various areas, whether it's the jobs or the laziness or or uh, the loudness or how you are or how you dress or whatever. You've got all these things, but we ain't the only ones dealing with that. Like there are stories that are not being told, you know, and I say all the time, like America is the popular kid in school. It is. Okay, let me rephrase that because that, <laughs> that I, again, that's and I'm trying to like make sure I USA, the USA is the popular kid in school because we got to remember America is not just the USA. For right? sure. Yeah. But the USA is the popular kid in school. And when you have a popular kid in school, anything that happens to him or her, everybody going to talk about. Right. The quarterback of the football team. Right. The the lead striker on the soccer team or football for the British people, whatever. So football. <laughs> so but what, whatever it is. Right. The, the the cutest girl, the cutest guy or whatever. If anything happens to them, everybody going to know about it. Hang nail, stump their toe, got yelled at, got detention. The whatever. microscope. Is right. Real. Yeah. And, and it is on us. And we are a product of that as exactly. Americans, because because everybody else is paying attention to us. There is a huge ego for America and Americans because it's like when you walk into a room and everybody looks at you, hell, every day is our wedding because everybody is looking at us because everything that we do is put out there in front in front of you know the the whole world. Right. So when it comes to things like colorism, right, and and the black struggle, it's far beyond just and i mean i know you know this but it's far beyond just the black struggle that's happening there in the usa black people all over the world are dealing with some type of racism or bigotry or whatever the case is it's unfortunate too and and it's it's not gonna be forever we are gonna save the world how do you fix it though huh yeah. <laughs> like, well, well, I, I thought you when you bro, said we're gonna save the world. I thought we we're gonna fix it. Like I'm telling you, it's gonna be. Something. I thought you meant like right now. Like my my supercharge is on the is on the charger, so I'm. It's gonna take a couple years for it to boost up, but I I don't know. Like on real talk, like I I don't know because when you try to educate people, right, they take it like you're holding on to a part of history that they think that you should forget about or because they don't, because that piece of history that is now a part of present day, because they don't experience it, they think that you're delusional. And what are you talking about? People they, aren't racist. I, I think, I think it's, America's they don't understand. not racist. The USA has a black president. What are you talking about? This isn't true. But like, they don't understand though. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. And when you try to explain it's a, it's a it's a circle. See, a, it's it's a circle. They don't understand when you say you try, try to, right. But you said when you try to explain, if they don't receive it, then you're talking the wrong language. We have to understand that you have to meet people where they are. Just because you're articulate, don't mean they're supposed to get it. No, what I'm talking about is they don't want to hear it. I see. There is a, there is a huge difference in hearing. Then you have and, to and say listen. something for them to hear. Like just because you and I are talking, how about this? Okay, if I say something to offend you in, in a few seconds and then I try to say something for real. You're still going to be bothered because I offended you. Like you have to get the attention like, hey, I was see, playing. I was playing. Right. But they don't. It, it's not even about that. I, I get you and I agree with you. Right. But OK, what I mean is if you and I are having a conversation mm-hmm. Nobody else. But let's just say there are people that are not of our ethnic background that are around. 
yes. right? And you and I have a conversation and we're talking about whatever. We're talking about 13th Amendment. We're talking about slavery. We're talking about police brutality. We're talking about, we talk about how we're talking about. And somebody hears it, they could be in a, in a mind state of, did you hear those black guys over there? They were talking about President Trump and how he's this. And they were, they were talking about the 13th Amendment and like, let it go already. Like slavery is like so old and so this and so that and blah, blah, blah. We didn't even approach them. That's already the mentality of let it go. It's over. But what they're not realizing because they don't want to realize it, it has nothing to do with how we're educating them or how we're discussing with them or how we're trying to just simply give them a little pamphlet of life <laughs> and show them the way. Right. It doesn't matter about any of that. They're just like, I'm so sick of hearing it every time. They just this and this is this. And this is like, how do we fix it? We talk about it. Right. Germany has no issues with a Nazi flag being flown or sewn onto the clothing of anybody there. You said they don't? They do not. No, I haven't seen it. That's illegal. Hello? I thought you said they don't have a problem. They don't, no, no, they don't have an issue of it happening. I'm sorry. They don't have occurrences. Oh, okay. They okay, don't okay. have an issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Exactly. Got it's you, illegal, right. So um, South Africa, right? There is an understanding of what occurred. After apartheid, it was clear, it was talked about, it was known. In the USA, they're still trying to suppress the idea of, like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Oh, it's not affecting you. What are you talking about? We're only representing our heroes from the the, the Civil War. We're only the, you you guys just want to take away our heritage. You want to take what? Are you talking about us wanting to take away heritage? Uh, Hello, 400 years ago, you went over to Africa because you were too fucking lazy to do your own work. Stole people, brought them over, enslaved them. And who's trying to take whom's heritage? Are you serious? So how do we fix it? We have to educate people, but we also need to have people that want to be educated. Just because you go to an Ivy League school does not mean you're going to come out with more knowledge, more education. You're going to go to an Ivy League school and you're going to take from it what you put in. They don't want to put in the time to listen and not all. Please do not send me no DMs because I swear I'm going to send them right back. Not all. Right. But a lot of people don't. And it's fact because we still have the problem. You know what I'm saying? So I I, so I think the problem exists because the elite, I don't believe it's white people. I believe the elite white people their money's not being touched, so they don't have to really change anything. Until <coughs> their money is being touched, that's when things will change. Because right now, it's just a bunch of bickering at the bottom. Just imagine you live in this house, right? And it was like, man, have you been outside? It was like, no. Nah, what's wrong outside? It was like, man, it's a war going on. I'm standing here. As long as you're safe, you don't know what's going on outside. So the elite that runs the country, they don't go outside. They was like, look at them fighting. They stupid. <laughs> Like, like for real, I'm telling but, you. Okay, now, oh, but, I'll give you an example. Okay. So, um, the NBA, when they were protesting, they were yes. they they stopped playing basketball, right? You know how they started playing again? They had the players. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> they had the players meeting. Correct, right? but and they you were th- gonna do this and you're gonna do that. Like and, they made right. and and get you know why they did it because they was like they messing with my money. <laughs> we gonna have to listen to them at some point. I'm telling you, think about it. Like they said, the uh, the owners didn't do anything for the movement. And then they said, this happened again. What are you guys going to do? They didn't say anything. It's like, well, we ain't playing. And then all of a sudden, everybody on the phone. And now they're making uh, steps to try to help. Agreed. And you got to mess with their money. <clears throat> well, here, here, here's the only, I do agree with you, but 
I think on the flip side, I more don't agree because there are more non-poor or non-rich people on this earth than there are the rich. They programmed. But I'm just saying, I'm not programmed. Everybody's programmed. Pro- you're programmed to whatever you're programmed to, but everybody's programmed. Well, not programmed in a way where I'm oblivious to what's going on. And I'm not trying to make strides to make it better the best way I can from my little corner of the world. Right. So not programmed in that way, programmed in a way where we know how to deal. You know how to deal with certain things. You know how to move into a certain workspace and deal with certain people and deal on an international but we're scale. Different though. But um, but but we're, still but we but in that way, we're programmed. Right. I remember being a little kid and the phone rang and we didn't have caller ID back then. And you don't know who it is. Mama answer the phone. Right? Hello? Hey, girl! <laughs> we're programmed. So in that regard, yes, you're right. We're programmed. But what I'm saying is the numbers are bigger for those of us that don't have what those who are making decisions do have. And if we just get our act together and somehow kumbaya and come together, we might just overtake it. We might pull a NBA move. We might make them see. Because I'm pretty sure... If every person said, we're not going to buy iPhone anymore, we're going straight to Android, you think that won't make an impact? I'm pretty sure if every person in the hip-hop community, rapper, singer, dancer, DJ, etc., said, you know what? We don't care about the Grammys. We don't care about VH1. We don't care about MTV. We're going to create our own. And we're going to call it revolt or black music or this and this or whatever, or whatever they want to call it. And we're going to leave all of these other things alone. You think they're going to you think they're not going to come crawling? You think, I, I, you think I don't we know how long we can't make a difference. I definitely believe that's possible. Of course. Like, I, look, and we are the majority. That's the thing. That's that's why old uh, uh, what do you call old regimes get overturned because the people don't like the way that the leadership is handling things and they revolt. Definitely. They revolt. So that, that's, that's but how it's we... But it's going to take a strong voice to meet people where they are to let them hear the message that you're referring to. Uh, because if people knew how strong they were in numbers and that they could change, but they don't think like we do. And that was the thing that I was talking about with the colorism, right? They could be very strong in numbers, but that white society has put in their mind that no, 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 no. The one next to you that almost look like you is dangerous to you, is not as good as you, is dirtier than you, is not as smart as you, don't deserve what you have or whatever the case is. So now they're bickering and fighting amongst one another instead of trying to pull it together and make something happen. This is what's happening on a larger scale. Did you experience colorism as a child? To this day, I get my mama make fun of me because I got light feet. <laughs> Light like, feet, yeah. Feet. <laughs> so I mean, like people get. Ah, people, what, do you know you like? Huh? Do you know you like? They, 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 you got me saying stuff on camera, man. I I wear socks and stuff, so <laughs> it's like. But nah, my feet like a little bit lighter than the rest of me. You know what I'm saying? Light skinned folks, man. That's how we do. I don't know, man. My that's feet look we, like Wesley Snipes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> Yo man let's get ready to wrap this joint up so, Black is beautiful For sure man for sure for sure But um, listen uh, Make sure you get, get your social media out So we can yeah, hit me get everybody up. on it Too much me 2WO Much me in the building That's, it? Your boy. That's everywhere 
Well, I'm, I'm only messing with uh, Instagram. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Don't look for me anywhere else, please. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> and we're going to put that in the screen right over there. Inshallah. And then mine's going to come up right over here. But hit me up uh, at Omega Official, O-M-E-H-G-A. And that's everywhere online. So, but yo, that's another episode, fam. I had a good time. Yeah, man. Good talk. Eye right. opening. Huh? You covered a lot, too. I'm, you didn't ask me any any questions about some of the uh but that's okay i'm happy it's good <laughs> it's good <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i'm good with it like it was some things and i was like yo you you know like when you ask somebody a question and they're like well how do you feel about it and you didn't do that and i'm like yes you're so silly <laughs> so that's it but yo man thank you all for coming in and uh listening and watching and all that good stuff um always it's a pleasure with my brother you know what i'm saying to do this with you yeah, definitely. I had a really good time. Hey, man, it's a, again, like I always say, there's a lot in store. There's a lot of things um, and we're going to do more. So uh, I am your host, Omega. This is Diverse Clarity. It's where we have those thought provoking conversations about things that matter and some that don't. Catch you next episode.